Hi and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Hi Jennifer, welcome to the Sunny Side Up podcast by Demand Matrix. We're super happy to have you here. Jennifer is currently the CMO at Gigster and we're happy to have her talk about her key takeaways and learnings in the B2B markets today. So Jennifer, over to you. We'd love to hear about you and a little bit about your role at Gigster. What is it like being a CMO there? And of course, you know, we'd love it if you can throw in a little bit about your past experiences with demand-based licks and a couple of very, very renowned enterprise software companies. So over to you. Why don't you tell us about yourself? Thanks for having me. And hi, I'm happy to be here. And I guess I will start by talking about the first question that you asked me, which was about Gigster, what it's like to be the CMO here. I think I might be in my ninth or 10th week. So I'm very new here and I'm very excited about the opportunity. What Gigster does is it provides custom application development and an innovation engine to enterprise accounts. And we do that through a managed network of resources that are global resources. So I'm excited about this opportunity for a couple different reasons. One is there's a really nice equality of opportunity story here for the network members. They can do just the work that they want to do with the project teams that they want to work with from anywhere in the world. And that's really exciting to me. And it's the way that work will happen moving forward. And then that's the part that's new and interesting to me. And the other part that we're selling into the enterprise is something that I've done B2B marketing for a very long time. And so I'm really excited to take all of my experience and everything that I've learned and apply that here. Sounds amazing. So do you also want to tell us a little bit about your nonprofit, Women in Revenue? Sure, I'm happy to do that. I'm a founding member of an organization called Women in Revenue. And you can go to womenandrevenue.org. We just launched a brand new website yesterday. You can join if the point of the organization is to bring women in revenue generating positions. So women in marketing, sales, and customer success together to create a virtual and live network of peers and mentors. And we have a mentor program that we're setting up. So you can go and request to be mentored or you can be a mentor or both. For me, I registered to be both because I have something to offer to other marketers and salespeople and and by way of my experience, but I also have a tremendous amount that I want to learn from others. So that's available to you. We also have live events that are quarterly events. So we have them in the San Francisco Bay Area. Our next event, you will see it when you go to the website, is August 29th. And it's a live event where we're going to be hosting a panel about advice that I would give my younger self. So there's always some content and then there's a nice networking opportunity afterwards. So I hope you'll join us there. Sounds fabulous. I think this is the perfect opportunity right now to start talking about marketing because that's where you come in and that's where your expertise lies. So do you want to tell us a little bit about some of your most recent or current campaigns that you're working on at Kickstarter, and or if you want to share with the audience a little bit about your most successful campaigns from your past experiences at Plex or Demandbase? Sure. As I mentioned, I'm here newly, and I'm actually starting with a pretty blank canvas, which is really exciting for me. And so what I'm working on today at Gigster is creating 
a foundation for a 100% account-based approach to the market. So I'm working right now with a wonderful vendor. Her name is Sherry Johnson from a company called Winning by Design. And she, by the way, she's also another founding member of Women in Revenue, but she's helping my sales and marketing organization identify the accounts that are most likely to convert to customers. So our ideal customer profile, and we're identifying key persona and mapping those buying journeys and then creating end-to-end integrated programs that will allow us to engage them and create appointments with them, pipeline, and obviously ultimately to convert them to customers. So I'm doing all of this stuff sort of from scratch. So right now it's a building effort, but I will say because I have worked at DemandBase, that that was a bunch of years ago that I was at DemandBase, that's where I got religion about account-based approach. Since that time, Mm -hmm. this is now my fourth implementation of an account-based program. So I implemented at DemandBase, I implemented at Plex, which is the manufacturing cloud, and then I implemented at Ignite, a verticalized program there last year. So I'm pretty excited to be doing that for the fourth time. Great. So then do you want to share a little bit about your top takeaways when it comes to implementing an EBM campaign for this marketplace? Sure. Happy to. Some of my top takeaways, I guess, having done this a bunch of times, one of the things that I would say is you need to be prepared to make some educated choices and then to be a little bit wrong. For example, do the best you can with a derivation of your account list to begin with. And if you're an established company who's been around for a while, you can use your customer data to help you understand what your ideal customer profile is. You can use your churn data to help you understand who you don't want to create as customers or accounts that you have disqualified for that same reason. But you should be prepared to course correct. So you need to be constantly watching and monitoring and then schedule a regular cadence for the refresh of the list. You'd never want to have the list be changing on the daily. You want to have focus because these kinds of programs take time for engagement to work, especially in the enterprise. Mm -hmm. But you do want to have something set up like maybe a six or 12 month cycle when you're looking critically at the list and improving it. So besides account-based marketing, what are some of the other current trends within the B2B marketplace that you heavily rely on or have relied on? Well, the things that I'm working on here that are outside of account-based marketing that everyone needs to work on in marketing is I need to make sure that we have a very clean and elegant articulation of our brand and our position in the market. So that's something that we're working on here at Gigster. And we are thinking about how can we articulate who we are, why we are, for whom, and what we do uniquely in the marketplace in a very concise and powerful way so that we can orchestrate all of our conversations here from every single employee and every member of the talent network to talk about the things that Gigster does and the value that it drives in the same language. So that's something that's super important. Yes, it is. And I think a lot of marketers and uh, copywriters especially do struggle with exactly this, the right marketing message. What are some of the most innovative ways in which you've helped amplify the Geekster brand, given these challenges and given what you're currently working on? Well, I mean, for us, I'm not working on amplifying the brand. I'm working on defining it (laughs) because, again, we're single digit uh, time in this market. But I think that coming to that message is a really important process and it needs to be an aligned exercise in a company. It can't be something that marketing does in a silo. So for us, we're having a corporate positioning workshop next week. 
and it is literally representative of every function in our entire business. We have obviously members of the sales and marketing organization involved. We also have members from the delivery organization. We have folks from finance, folks from HR, folks from engineering and product. Every part of our business is represented in this conversation. And it's really important that you have an aligned message. The, an appropriate message cannot be developed in a silo that is marketing only. Absolutely. So, you know, given the challenges that you've seen in the marketplace over the years, how do you see the role of a typical B2B marketer shape up in the coming years? How will it evolve given the changing trends? Well, that's a really interesting question. I literally was speaking with a few of my peers yesterday evening, and one of the things that we were debating, I don't think I have an answer to this, but one of the things that we talked about is if we are evolving our marketing programs to provide the right content to the right person at the right time, do we imagine that there is a post-form world? So is a form, like the collecting of a name and the gating of content, something that we see persisting into the future? Or is that something that we see going away? Are we moving to a world that eventually will just be providing this content? And because of the tools and digital signals that are available to us, we'll be able to do away with that collection of form. And how will that change the way that we measure our success? Market. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't have an answer to this question. I think it's a really interesting conversation. And I can mm -hmm. imagine such a world, especially because of some of the technologies that are out there today. And I do think that a form at this point is something we've all become very comfortable with in terms of counting something that we can tell sales is like a sign of progress for us. But I don't think it's something that necessarily is required or helpful in a buying process. So I can't imagine a world where that doesn't exist. Absolutely. So according to you, what are some of the top must-haves, given that you are a marketing pro, what are some of the top must-haves that every marketing outreach should swear by? You know, you can talk about in terms of the communication, the messaging, we did speak about how important and crucial it is to arrive at the correct tone and the correct messaging for a brand. So what are the couple of must-haves that you would swear by in your campaigns? This isn't really campaign related, but a must-have in marketing is a focus on your customer. I think as marketers, mm -hmm. And B2B marketers, too often we do kind of belly button gazing and we have things that we want to tell the world about our product or solution. When the reality is it's that script should be flipped. We should always be thinking from the perspective of the customer and how will their day change? How will their life and work value be transformed through the use of our solution or product? And I really think that's a much more powerful way to have a conversation with any prospect. And that's something that we need to remind ourselves as marketers. That's something that sometimes we forget. We're so excited about this thing that we have made that we want to talk about what it is and how it works instead of and how good it is. Exactly. So what are some of the top MarTech or even maybe sales tech products that you currently use at Gigster to enable some of your efforts? And what, according to you, would gain more attention in, in the B2B marketplace among B2B marketing teams? That's an interesting question. So I think you may have seen this, but in the last you know, NASCAR slide from Scott Brinker, there were more than 7,000 marketing technologies on that slide. So yeah. the landscape is more confusing than it ever has been. So just like anything in marketing, it's an it depends answer, but it's an interesting time for you to ask me that question because I'm literally building my infrastructure from scratch. So I'm really starting with a foundational view. Obviously, you cannot market and sell without a transactional selling system, without a marketing automation solution and a powerful website. So those are the things that you just have to have for lights on. 
And then everything else needs to get layered in according to the needs of your business and the priorities of your engine and your customers. For me, a lot of times the technologies that I'll layer in next have to do with empowering the SDR function. So how do we make them more effective? And the next thing that I'll layer in from a technology perspective will be, how can I personalize the experience of my prospects and customers and make the message that I'm delivering to them more relevant? So usually that's the next place I go after those foundational solutions. Great, Jennifer. I think you shared some amazing insights for our audience today. Are there any other key takeaways you'd like to share as a parting thought? It could be about work-life balance. It could be about marketing, thought leadership, anything under the sun. And we'd love to hear it before we end for the day. I guess I'll go back to a mentoring comment and I'll just say that I think you need to seek out mentors for yourself and you should not necessarily rely on mentorship from one human. Look for a bunch of different people who can mentor you in different directions and then make sure that you turn right around and you offer those same services to someone else because it's really powerful to be both of those things, to be helped by someone who has been around the block and can help you make good decisions, but also for you to turn around and help somebody else too. Because paying it forward is always the best thing to do. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for your time today. And I hope you have an awesome day ahead. Thanks for having me.